Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Trish. And this is the Don't Give a 50 podcast. Let's make getting old the new gold, as you say. I like that. I like that one too. That was mine. That was mine. Hey 50-ishers, it's Mel and Trish. Welcome back to this week's episode of Don't Give a 50, a podcast for midlife women who dare to be awesome and just don't give a 50 like us. Massive thanks to those of you who have left us ratings and reviews. Thank you to the lovely Sydney Shell who wrote, I feel like I should have written this some time back, but just wanted to say how much I am loving these podcasts. They bring a huge smile to my face every Monday on my walk with the dog and I'm learning something new each time. I may have even peed myself a little, but glad to know I'm not alone. Just so refreshing and honestly something I know I needed, especially through lockdown. You are definitely not alone, Shell. <laughs> Sydney Shell, I may have done that as well on occasion. I just wonder if she was laughing at the hair episode because that's quite famous now, Trish. (laughs) Your story, the waxing story. This is so awesome. Thank you so much. Keep the love coming and remember to email or DM us with suggestions of topics you want to hear more about. We'll give you the details on how to get in touch with us at the end of today's episode. So long before Trish and I launched Don't Give a 50, we sat down and put together a plan of what we wanted our podcast to look, feel and sound like. We had literally dozens of lists of core values, our target audience, our content pillars. I think I just said billers. Content pillars, that's very fancy. <laughs> what is a content I'm pillar? I'm a fancy girl, Trish. <laughs> was I at any of these meetings? <laughs> no, I was by myself. Okay. Clearly. <laughs> Meaning of one. <laughs> We looked at goals, tone of voice, and importantly, our point of difference. This one for us was easy because our point of difference lies in our ordinariness, if that's even a freaking word. We're not journalists, we don't have a profile, and we certainly aren't experts. Although I would argue that Trish is an expert at having fun. 
<laughs> what a legacy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a good one. Okay. We're real women living in the real world, facing the ageing process together and wanting to share the stories of other incredible women of similar age. We know there are extraordinary women living amongst us who do extraordinary things every single day and yet their stories fly under the radar. One of our goals was to shed light on these women and their stories to hopefully inspire our 50-ish tribe. So today we're sharing the studio with our dear friend Lisa McBurney, a.k.a. Macca. AKA Thrasher and a few other nicknames we I'd, won't I'd mention. Like a, <laughs> I'd like a little bit of a breakdown. A breakdown of Thrasher. I've not heard that one. <laughs> a fellow 50 isher and all round awesome human. We're chatting to Lisa today about upskilling and the decision she made at the age of 47 to further her role as a registered nurse in the emergency department to that of a nurse practitioner and undertake a gruelling two years of further university study to complete a master's program at QUT or Queensland University of Technology. So a bit of background about Lisa, our awesome friend. She graduated from Monash University in 1994 with a Bachelor of Nursing and added a graduate certificate in emergency nursing from QUT in 2013. You can tell I'm reading this because I keep stumbling over all my words. Anyway, she has mostly worked in the emergency departments of various hospitals, which included roles as a helicopter and retrieval nurse, and since 2018 has also been a clinical facilitator for Griffith University Medical School first and second year medical students. You see why I said about that case? Yeah, you didn't know that, did you? I didn't know about the helicopter and retrieval nurse, (laughs) nor did I know that you're a clinical facilitator. She's she's freaking awesome. In 2016, Lisa undertook a master's degree in nurse practitioning, specialising in emergency at QUT and has worked as a nurse practitioner at both Sunshine Coast University and Nambour Hospitals from then to the beginning of 2022. She has recently accepted an opportunity to work in the Rapid Response Unit of RADAR, or Residential and Aged Care District Assessment and Referral. Lisa is also a single mum to two gorgeous boys, now grown young men. Welcome, awesome, Lisa. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I sound like a like a very super clever woman, lady, but I'm yeah. not. You no, are. You not at are. all. I'm very and ordinary. See, that's the thing. You are not ordinary. You are a superwoman. There's so many extraordinary ladies out there that just think they're ordinary, but they're actually very accomplished and very clever ladies. And you, my friend, are one of them. We want to expose you all. Mm. Well, thank you very much. I don't much. think I am one. <laughs> <laughs> now, rubbish. You, yeah. Not right. Lisa, that's an impressive resume and a mind-boggling juggle. We're really interested in your decision as a midlife woman to upskill and breathe new life into a long-established career. So you had been nursing for about 19 years, is that right, up to that point. So if we could go back to the point of time where you made the decision, what was the driving force behind it? Like what makes you think, I need to do a bit more study? (laughs) (laughs) I have two teenage kids. How about I do a master's degree as well? Complicate my life. I don't like study. Schooling has never been my forte. I honestly, year 11, I've completed and then didn't even do year 12. I went and worked for five years and it wasn't until I was about 22, I decided I want to do something. I did a lot of travel, so I want to do something with something that I can travel with and always wanted to do nursing. So I thought, Nursing travel, perfect. Yeah, head off universal. to Canada, head off Always to the UK. Yep. 
off I go. So as a mature age student of 22, <laughs> I went and... Uh, Were you mature, the old Lisa? Yeah. Were you mature? <laughs> Just Not thinking of my 22-year-old self, I don't know if mature is a word that I would use. I reckon Lisa would have given you a run for your money. Just saying those days. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa, over uh, you. So I went and completed my degree, became a nurse, which that was in Victoria with uh, Monash University. But as soon as I finished my nursing degree, moved up to Queensland with my boyfriend at the time and started my nursing career here in Queensland, here on the Sunshine Coast. So back in the days when Nambour was the only hospital. Wow. And to fast forward, so we don't give you my whole <laughs> and then this day, I did this. and then I, and then I, and so, then I. Yeah. <laughs> um, fast forward, you get to a point in your career, so whether it's nursing, but I think people get to a point in their career and they think, where am I going with this? Is this it? Until retirement. And with nursing, you probably have three main pathways you can take. So you can stay clinical. So that's working with the patients. You can go into management or you go into education. I guess for research is the other. So research and me don't, you know, <laughs> we don't play well. I did have a dabble with education so and I still do a bit of facilitating with medical students and management was just not really, I did not want to deal with staff. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so clinical, I mean, yeah, and clinical is where I wanted to stay because that's my love that's closer to the patient doing something that you feel that you're... That's where your passion lies. Yeah, absolutely. And so I was at the highest I could go clinically in emergency without going on to do my master's degree to become a nurse practitioner, which is an independent nurse that actually does the whole treatment, diagnosis, prescribing. So basically we do pretty much everything the doctors can do. We're overseen by a senior medical officer in the emergency department. So my there's lots of different types of nurse practitioners and I chose to do emergency because I've now been in emergency for 27 years. So that way I kept closest to the patient and was able to actually feel like I was coping. Relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. You've heard um, me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was able to actually felt like I was personally able to do something for a patient, create a, a positive outcome for them, create a positive journey through the emergency department, whether it was by Keeping them alive. Yeah, well, <laughs> repairing broken yeah. arms. So yeah. we do all the minor injuries and illnesses, so lacerations and eyes and broken bones and I mean, it's where all, all the action happens. Stuff. I mean, That's you right. look at all the TV series on nurses, mm. doctors, etc. it's always the action is in the emergency mm. department. It certainly is. I, mm. Honestly, there is not too many things I haven't seen and have not been involved oh, with in 27 mm. years. Wow. So, mm. yeah, it's... Um, when but you I'm, were cho choosing that path of the emergency department back in the day, was it by any way influenced by some of these lovely rom-com type series? <laughs> like the Scrubs? See, I, bring, I bring the intelligent questions in. George Clooney. <laughs> Do you think... <laughs> 
Did you ever select that because you thought George Clooney might be working there one day? No, I'm kidding. Sorry, I should make light. It's a very I wish. professional and um, wonderful profession. I couldn't do it. Oh, I'm no. so grateful for nurses because oh, no. No. I think what you do is absolutely amazing. I'd and I be know that I don't think I would bawling, be very good at it. I'd be vomiting. I'd be dry reaching. I would be probably fainting. Various other <laughs> yeah. Yeah. highly and emotional I, responses. Oh, look. I would say I've certainly become hardened, but in saying that, still very empathetic yes. to all our patients. But the things that we get exposed to, you can't take it all on. If you took on no. every, yeah. and we see a lot of tragedy, and if you took all that on, you'd be a basket case. Yeah. yeah. So I could not um, even imagine. Mm. You yeah. would need a huge amount of empathy. And I think you would also need an amazing amount of resilience on your behalf as well to not take yeah. some of that home when you go home. Oh, and definitely. Ruminate about it. You know, and that, especially when you have children yourself and you get to see things that happen to other children. And yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just, when it hits home call. when you have. Similar age children come in as your your children's age, yes. yeah, mm. or your parents and um, yes. age, or even your grandparents. And mm. when you can start relating that, I mean, you get in, you do your job, mm. you have a job to do, save lives, do whatever you need to do. It's when the family get involved, and that's when you step back. You might you go home and have a cry. You might go out in the the back room and have a cry. Mm. Yeah, all nurses, all doctors have a absolutely. I've seen the hardest emergency physicians, doctors, and nurses in the back room crying. Yeah, but yeah, there's a relatability, isn't it, Lisa? Uh, So it's the more you can relate to the the patient mm. or their circumstances or the family around them. Yeah, I imagine the harder it would be. Oh, it is. It definitely is. And there's always the cases. It's stick with you. So of course. 27 years, I can straight up, when when I think about something that sticks with me, this image comes into yeah, my head immediately. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just, of course. It'll, yeah. so it'll see never, it into your memory. Yeah, yeah that's right. And yeah. each time those things happen, you come a little bit more hardened again or mm. protected, yeah. a little bit of a wall because you do have to protect yourself. Uh, and the other thing is black humour. So a lot of the stuff yes. that <laughs> would devastate most people to hear how we talk no. um, yeah. to yeah. each I'm other. I'm a big but fan of the dark humour myself. Oh, yeah. Well, it's yes. coping, isn't it? It's yeah. a coping strategy. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. So, Lisa, it was the driving force. It wasn't like a financial thing or whatever. It was just that you felt at that time that you had reached the, I don't want to say the pinnacle, but you'd gone as high as you could go as a registered nurse in emergency. There was nowhere to go. Correct. And there was, there was a few driving forces. Not only was, all right, where do we go here? Like, what road do I take now? But I was now single. So I was having to provide for my boys pretty much by myself. Yeah. And so quality of life for you and your boys, was that a kind of the, the more study you did would give you grant you a financial a Yeah. So nurse practitioners bracket. are one of the highest um well they are the highest clinical nurse nurses, paid nurses. So financially it was a important mood move for me. And I also wanted to be able to continue my lifestyle and continue to do the things that I love to do, which is travel. And so to do that and to 
be able to, yeah, provide my children, the boys, with most opportunities. Yeah. Mm. And Including it, travel, overseas travel. I know ab- you've taken them overseas. And absolutely. That's a wonderful gift to be able to give them. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm. I won't lie, the fact that nurse practitioners pretty much all nurse practitioners don't do night duty, that was a big... <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that was a... Gosh. After which feeds into lifestyle. years yeah. of mm. shift work. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You done, yeah. You've done your time. Yeah. So, And that's part of lifestyle, yeah. as you were saying. So yeah. there were several factors. So you've got where you were, you've got financial, you've got providing for the boys, you've yeah. got lifestyle. So there's a number of things feeding yeah. into, into your decision, like where you were sitting at that time, where you thought, right, I'm yeah. going to sign up yeah. um, or apply, and sorry, to do the master's. Part of my personality too is to push myself to to challenge myself. Like you get to a point and you go, well, now what? So yeah. let's challenge yourself a little bit more. Yeah, Stagnant. a bit bored, let's go to university. <laughs> now, I, <laughs> honestly... And without a word of a lie, if I, in reflection, if I got told, right, you're going to have to commit two years of gruelling study, you'll be up from six in the morning till probably 11, 12 at night to try and fit in not only your study, but I still had to work. So I was still working full time. And be a mum. Yeah. And be a mum, and I was—I still and wasn't the going bloody to. Laundry. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> I and I was not job. going to compromise my exercise either. So I ensured that. For those health. of you who oh. don't know Lisa, <laughs> she is an absolute fitness machine. She is awesome. Yes. She is lean and fit and strong and amazing. Done a few miles with Lisa. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, you're amazing too. No, no, no. No, because <laughs> yes, what I was going to say was, you know, how much better she is <laughs> not than me. That's oh, not true, Mel. Come on, our I too have oh. been on a couple you're of miles with Lisa. <laughs> you are an athlete, Mel. And oh, oh. You've been on a few walks with me, haven't yes, you, Trish? Yes, we've yes. done a spin class together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have two. Two, as yeah. a matter of fact. Two walks, at least two <laughs> walks and at least two spin classes. So you've seen her in months. action. Yes, very impressive. <laughs> seen her in Lycra. <laughs> that is impressive. She looks good. She looks Sorry, mighty much. I've probably totally... No, lose your spot now. No, what, what um, were we talking yeah, about? We're talking right. about the um, gruelling study. Yeah, yeah. And had gr- you yeah. have known? In oh, had I had sight? known, and if um, the hours, the commitment that it took, the the pressures of just running a household, getting in those study hours, and then still working as a like, so I was still the team leader. So I was one of the senior nurses in the emergency department. Then I, on top of all that, I had to find 30 hours a fortnight in my own time to do my internship. So it's sort of like a... It's a prac work. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's like a, a, a doctor intern, they mm-hmm. go and, or a medical student, you've got it. So then on so that's top, on top of, of your nurse hours. That, and that's on unpaid. On top of your study hours, then there's the internship yeah. that's unpaid and that's 30 yeah. hours. Yeah. A fortnight. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Would you say, Lisa, that that was your, the greatest challenge of the, was finding the 30 hours? Would that have been the greatest challenge to you? <laughs> it was probably the, the research work was my greatest challenge just because I, mm. I really do not see myself as an academic. And when you read my bio, I'm like... I'm not that smart, but uh, I'm... You are. I'm de- <laughs> no, I think I'm just determined and honestly it's, I guess that's 
Yeah, no, I think that's it in a nutshell. It's that determination and also that good point. That attitude of I won't be beaten. There is a way True. and I will do this. And I know I have noticed that in you, you know, you're always yeah. up for challenge. And it's that we were mentioning it earlier about the resilience and just that capable. That was the word we used when we were describing yeah. you earlier before you were here. Mm. Just that people, some women are just capable. It doesn't matter what is thrown at them. It's like, okay, well, that's what I've got to deal with and that's what I've got to do, so I will just do it. Yeah. So that's what you did. You just It's application. Okay. Yeah. Because I think yeah. I easily could have gone into overwhelm and especially when you look at the whole two years of work of what you have to do and of all the assignments that have got to be put in and all the exams that you've got to do and all the hours that you've got to you could set yourself off into an absolute tizzy. But yeah. um but I just How do you kept, eat an elephant? Exactly. One, one, that was that mm, was that it's me? just one day at a time. That's all I did. And yeah. I had a big calendar and each day I'd plot my when my exams were due or my assignments mm. were due. And it's just one day at a time or how do you eat an elephant? That's exactly how I <laughs> approach yeah, yeah. Any any challenges? Yeah. Like yeah. The you, training that we used to do. The training the, we used to uh, do. Uh, you mm. know, like when I used to do triathlons, marathons, you know, whatever. But, but you yeah, have nursing, that mindset. That's yeah, something that does come yeah, naturally to you. Yeah. Lisa, I know that there were times when you felt you were drowning in like the pressure of deadlines, commitments, responsibilities. And I sp- specifically remember you saying to me one day, I don't think I can do this. You just got to that point. And coming from you as such a capable wo- woman, that was a big admission. Yeah. So tell me about the techniques that you use to push through and overcome those mm. challenges. That that point that you'd reached, don't know. Yeah, and that was in the final year. It was probably about halfway through the final year. I I literally had months to go mm. and I would have this amazing degree and I went into complete overwhelm and I just stepped back, breathe, know that complete the next task yeah, and then just complete the next task. Mm. Now complete the next task. So just breaking it down. And so it was just, again, it was just back to that one foot in front yeah. of the other and I just, I, I can't give up on anything. No. Like I just, <laughs> yeah, it's not, not in my nature. Not I yeah. like, okay, I might fail this as in, yeah. you know, I mightn't get the grades but I'm not giving up. I'm no. just going Especially, to keep Especially I think going. after you've invested all of that time, exactly. money, resources, effort, yep. sacrifice. And the family yes. sacrifice. So yeah. honestly you can't, there is no, like when they talk about work-life balance, yep. you can't, you can't, if you are focusing 100% on or a lot of your focus is on your study, for example, then that's where the, your main focus, but yep. something's got to give. So the family are going to suffer. They, they weren't suffering. No, no, no. But I think also too, like what you did, you you sacrificed part of that work-life balance there. So further down the track, you would have a better work-life balance. It's it's like robbing Peter to pay Paul Mm -hmm. later on. And I've also heard too that when you have like you're trying to manifest a vision or a goal or whatnot, I have heard that it's quite common to get very close to the end of that or Mm. to reaching that goal, like where you were six months out. And then for the enthusiasm, the willpower, the determination and everything to fade, that is quite common. And what they say that is a good skill to do is actually at that point, 
you need to then sit down and go, okay, well, this is where I want to get to. So you push yourself further than that goal. And whilst it's hard, it kind of reignites what you're doing. Yeah, I've heard that. I don't think I've ever done it myself. But (laughs) if you would take my advice because I'm not using it, but that's what I would do allegedly. Successful people do that. I love that. I don't know why it's so funny. No, I don't know. Well, because it just bloody is. <laughs> the truth. And you're wondering how the hell I know about it. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Good. Lisa, tell me, at the time you were going through all of this, your boys were young teenagers. And we all know that Tigos, teenagers. <laughs> Sorry, we've lost our shit now. We've lost our we shit. all know that teenagers can be quite egocentrical and often the world revolves around them. How did that go? Like how did the boys go with adjusting to this? Were they kind of all on board supportive or was there times where they, it was hard? No, they were they were really supportive and so they would have been Hunter probably would have been about 13 so I guess Bailey was 15 and you great would think names, 15, by the way. great names. thank you <laughs> you would think that the 15 year old especially that's a you know tricky yeah. age and they shut down and I was just maybe he very... was happy that you were distracted yeah, probably. <laughs> it's probably the same age as they don't really want to talk to you about exactly <laughs> it's like oh thank god she's not asking me every five minutes about, <laughs> she's too tired what are you what are you doing? today are you doing at school so, look, I was really, really fortunate and the other huge factor in getting me through this, I have to say, is my ex-mother-in-law, Joy, yeah. the amazing Joy. So the boy's grandma, if I didn't have her there, so she pretty much moved in and her and the boys have a, an amazing connection and I do with her as well and she would she would do some of the washing and she would do she doesn't like cooking very much. <laughs> Sorry, Joy. <laughs> Saw with your strengths, Joy. Yeah. Saw with your yeah. strengths. Yeah, and, and she's amazing. So yeah, she's awesome. Um, she would just keep pumping me up as well and yeah. telling the boys how amazing I was and look at your yeah, mum's good. doing for you. And, yeah. and, and so, what a support network. And that's, that's awesome. you know, it takes a village. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's that allowing people to help you. Yeah. Asking for help or allowing people to help you. And what a beautiful gift that she has given you and your boys mm. in her encouraging you and also flying the flag for you to your boys has mm. also given them the education that it is great for women to look after themselves and better themselves. So then when they get in a relationship and their wife goes, I want to do this, I need mm. to do this, I'd like to upgrade, they're going to go, yeah, go for it. That's what women yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. You've yeah. modelled it for them. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, she was fantastic. But honestly, I feel that if I can do this, and I know I keep saying this, that I really don't think I'm very academic or very smart. Oh, I but you really are. are. I, I can't believe you know. You say it's that. funny you say that because I also feel that way about myself sometimes. <laughs> Where's your comment now? Like you are, you are. You are. I, that's absolute crap. I tell no, you, but all I the know time. what you mean. But, but I think, and I had this when I was in my career in radio, and I was marketing promotions director. But I never went to university. It was just all learning on the job, learning on the job, hard work, all of that. But I always felt like the person out there with the degree 
somehow had an edge on me or somehow knew something that I didn't or I was very intimidated or my self-worth around that was challenged because I didn't think I was smart enough. But yet I had the street smarts and I worked hard and I had the initiative and creativity. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. You get in your own head. Yeah. You know what we say, if you're in your head, you're behind, behind enemy lines. <laughs> That's what we say. Yeah, but I totally say. understand. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Whereas Mel and I, our perception of you is amazingly Oh, smart. excuse me, who is the group's go-to person for any medical <laughs> advice yeah. whatsoever? Yes. Straight to you. Yeah, I've got a lot of uh, photos on my phone from <coughs> all your children's husbands. <laughs> Various injuries. Um, let's just clarify our, their injuries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. So, you know, they're, they're, no, your husbands aren't sending me photos. Like, it's okay. <laughs> not sending you. I'd like to abuse. Because they're not coming to me. <laughs> so... This is probably a whole other podcast in itself, but I believe, and I've had this conversation with other people, that there's different types of people in the world. There's smart smarts who are academically smart and street smarts. There's dumb smarts who are not necessarily streetwise or lack common sense but are academically smart. And then there's smart dumbs, people who are street smart but not necessarily academically smart. Have you just made that up? No, it's been a theory of mine for quite some time. I'm surprised I've never shared it with you. You have never shared that with yeah. me because I actually like smart, that. Smart, smart, yeah. dumb, smart and smart, dumbs. You should write a book. That's what yes. I think. Yep. Mm. And you can have uh, Lisa in there who's smart, smart. All right. <laughs> yeah, she's smart, smart. She, she's smart. She's a smart, smart girl. Sometimes I think I'm a... Oh, no, don't. Man. No, no. We're all smart smarts. Anyway, yeah, yeah, moving on. Absolutely. Sorry, okay. I digress. I um, I have a question. This is a time in our lives as midlife women when many women are considering upgrading, upskilling, or changing careers or making changes. As I said in the intro, like breathing new life into a career. Mm. So, what would you tell? What would your advice be to any of our fiftieth tribe who are listening and thinking, mm, I might do that? What would your advice be? Oh, it's absolutely just have a go. And honestly, when I decided to do my master's degree, I was trying to weigh up, can I do this academically again? (laughs) And I just remember I was actually on a night duty and I was looking at the course. I thought, you know what, I'm just going to sign up. (laughs) Bang, 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 bang. I was like, oh, shit. It's yep. done. Oh, sorry. Um, You're allowed to so, swear on our podcast. <laughs> uh, and it was more a, you know what, and this is how I approach a lot of things anyway, is just say yes to everything and then yeah, work out how you're going to do it and just either paddle like hell or, yeah. you know, just jump in the deep end. And yeah. Like and, then mad. and find a way. Like mad. Yeah. Find a way. And so I would say to the ladies that are thinking about it, just do it. And honestly, we're working into our 70s and because we're still mm. so young, healthy and vibrant at this yeah. age, yep. it's not time to retire, it's time no. to excel and yep. just give it a go and especially if we're talking about university, whether it's university or just a some sort of um, course. A, or, yeah, a, yeah. A, yep. whether it's starting a new career or a start-up business. Yep. There are so many people out there to help. So it is reaching out. And I know, Mel, when you, you were fantastic when you were doing uni because we were doing it to get 
the same time, mm. obviously different degrees, and just utilising those tutors and those your lecturers. That's what they're there for. Yeah, that's what they're being um, paid so, for. Yeah, so, yeah and so really mm. utilise what's out there. Oh, totally agree. Yep. No, that's you, really good Do advice. you think as a mature age student that you potentially lent on your lecturers more, like with that kind of hindsight and wisdom of age that you could ask for help more easily yeah, than I you think potentially as a younger kid would? Yeah. Well, I think it depends on your personality as well. But yes, absolutely. As a mature age student, you have no problem. Mm. You, you don't feel like you've got to know everything. And I think it too, as a mum and with everything you've been through, it's that you're okay with being a bit more vulnerable. Oh, absolutely. Putting yourself out there and going, okay, well, I don't understand this, so I'm going to say I don't understand it. Whereas yeah. as younger, yeah. we kind of try and pretend that we've got our shit together, whereas when we're older, we go, well, no, I don't, and that's okay, so I'll just ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I don't think you have such a fear of exposing yourself for lack of knowledge when you're older yeah. as well because they'll say to you, any questions? You know, that's right. So just well, ask. Because yeah. we don't give a 50, do we? We no. don't give a 50. And if you don't know, you don't know. Oh, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> Lisa, I've been at a few dinner parties <laughs> yes. where you've held court telling some very compelling and very, very funny and interesting stories. Yes. We don't want you to tell the sad ones. <laughs> no, 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 about your life at work. In fact, there was one dinner party we went to and you held court all night, which is not really your personality. Like it's not like not you're an all. attention seeker at all, but it was freaking hilarious. Anyway, but can you tell us, because we can't do the sad stories and we can't do the naughty stories, not really. I'd be true. up for naughty stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can when the when we stop when we stop recording. Yeah, but yeah. so, can you tell us some good stories or a good story? Sure. About your job. The first one that comes to mind was um, uh, many years ago. I was working up in Nambour Emergency Department, and we had a lovely old lady. She was about eighty four. Come up with chest pain, so she, as we do do an ECG and bloods and you try and work out whether she's having a heart attack. Um, she kept complaining of chest pain and palpitations. Anyway, every, all the results were coming back normal. Her ECG was normal, but she was still saying that she still had palpitations and she still had chest pain. And in the meantime, her grandson had arrived and I'd gone in there just to have a chat to her with the grandson just to explain what was going on. And he said to her, so, Grandma, like, what happened? You went out shopping. What happened? And he, she said, well, I came back home and I went to the fridge and, you know, I, as I always do, I made a cup of tea and I saw those lovely brownies you'd made in the fridge. So, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So I had one of those and he's And they were really gone. good, so I had another. <laughs> what? <laughs> Exactly. So he has oh, gone girl. white and just said, oh, oh my God. So like, oh, my gosh. You know, motions for us to go out. And anyway, uh, you've guessed what uh, those brownies wow. were. So lovely little hash cookies. But it was so funny because they're in her system. So she had to go through the munchies <laughs> oh and she gosh. did. So oh, my gosh. She did. <laughs> it was hilarious. So oh. first, actually, 
before the munchies was the um, paranoia. Oh, I so was going to we say. We had the big old curtains. paranoid? The, yeah, each yeah. room has a curtain, she kept saying. And at this stage, did he explain to her that? No, just to us. I just <laughs> so let her she go. Was, she was oblivious because yeah. that would have, I imagine oh. with the paranoia stage, if she had have known, that would have sent her oh, in a complete They're spiral. looking at me. Look, those people over there are looking at me. That doctor, he's, look, what's he saying about me? Oh, he's my saying God. Something. Oh, so we had to close the curtains and oh. then it was like, oh, my God, I'm hungry. Have you got any sandwiches, dear? Have you got- oh, my God. So we went and Sorry. honestly we got through that and then the laughter. It, oh, my gosh. We, it was textbook. It was textbook. <laughs> it was hilarious. Sweet, sweet lady. So, yes, yeah, she never found out. Actually. Oh, didn't she? That was my next Unless question. he went home and sort of, unless he did tell. But Oh, my God, uh, what yeah, a no. story to tell at the wake. That's yes, a ripper. I know. And, yeah. We've got plenty of stories. Story, that, that is the, a good one because it is so sweet. It ended. It ended well. Yeah, all's well that ended well. <laughs> Lisa, just getting back to the study really quickly because we're unfortunately we're going to run out of time to keep chatting. But you alluded to this before, but I don't know if you finished it because Trish and I kept interrupting you. So sorry. <laughs> Something like you girls. We invite guests on and then we just talk amongst ourselves because, yeah. you know, we're very crazy. Interesting. <laughs> very interesting. <laughs> such, such interesting people. Yeah. But um, knowing how hard it was, mm. your masters, would you do it again? Oh, that's a really hard question. To have my nursing degree as a nurse practitioner, I'd, I guess I'd have to say yes because what it's given me and what it's afforded me and the satisfaction that I get from it, um, I suppose I would say yes, but, oh, there'd be a big, big <laughs> Too soon. Too yeah. soon? Yeah. You're still traumatised? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, huge. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I love being a nurse practitioner and now this new job that I've gone into that you read out last, Mel, yeah. very new job just the last few weeks where we go into the residential and aged care facilities and we provide acute service in there to try and avoid those residents coming into the emergency department and sitting mm. in an emergency department for mm. eight hours for uh, often minor things. So yes. we um, would go out there and facilitate or, or um, potentially I might suture up a wound or I might, yeah. um, mm. you know, we do Similar end of life Similar to what you're doing but and, more on yeah, site. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And because so they just don't do well in emergency departments and no, 90% the of um, elderly do have dementia in nursing homes these days. It's not a nursing home of 30 years ago where just when you're 70 you went into a nursing home. Yeah. Most of them have dementia and are at the end of their life as okay. well. So so this is kind of just wholly and solely the high care style nursing homes. Yeah, resort, yeah that's right. So not going, resort villages. Yeah, so not the, um, yeah, no, not the over 50s. <laughs> Over 55, so let's say, yeah. 60s, maybe 70s. Yeah. <laughs> kind of weird being that age. I know. You no, see no, the we sign saying over those... 50s, Billy, just like, oh, my God, what? I can actually go now. <laughs> I qualify. I know. <laughs> but you've seen this card yet? I think no. you have to be 55 now, don't you? 55. You're, oh, yeah. far off, don't No, I am 55. <laughs> you get discounts at the movies. <laughs> I never go to the movies anymore. That's the problem. Oh, I might go and get then. one. Yeah. Oh, my goodness me. So 
Unfortunately, it's time to wrap up, but I could just talk to you for ever because it's so interesting. You just want to hear more of those ED stories, don't you? I love it. Actually, do you miss the rush and the thrill of the ED, like when it's pumping and exciting and whatnot? Not anymore. Or is it still too, you're still enjoying the new career and change? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like this is very challenging, this career, because it's completely different. It's different in so many ways. But I've done... 27 years of trauma and, yeah, I I don't need, I mean, yes, it's exciting to be involved in a big recess, but they don't happen. The day-to-day stuff is tummy pains and chest pains and Mm. falling over and broken bones and, yeah. So no, I don't. I don't miss it, and it's yeah. it, it was time. So I think this is going to be um, this new pathway. career and pathway yeah. is going to be. Yeah. Oh, it's exciting! So exciting. proud of you. We're, and we are so it's proud, amazing. and it's it's really exciting. It's so exciting. Lisa, time for our wrap up question. If you could go back in time, what would the fifty-ish Lisa? What advice would she give the twenty-ish Lisa? I would say. So the advice to myself would be to be you, just be yourself, like be who you know that you are and be confident in who you are. Mm. You don't have to try to be someone else for someone else. The other thing would be, which probably wouldn't tell myself is because it's how I've just it's what I do is just say yes to everything and yeah. just, <laughs> just yeah, have a go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Say yes yeah. to every yeah. opportunity. Just do it. Yeah. 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 Just a quote you Nike. And um, be authentic <laughs> to your true t- self. T- TM? Oh, trade Nike. Mike. Yeah, trade TM. <laughs> so the just upshot, though, is what you would tell um, 50-ish women is to not overthink it and just make mm. the decision to break it up into small chunks, like day by day. What, yep. eat the elephant? You're yeah. <laughs> yeah. eating an elephant. One mouthful yeah. of One mouthful of time. Yeah, yeah, and keep yep. going. Yeah, yeah, look at just it. Don't give up. Just moving forward. Yeah. 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 That's awesome, Lise. And be authentic to yourself. I yep. think that's very be authentic. important too. Yeah. I like it. Well, well done, Lise McBurney. Congratulations. Thank you very Such much, a huge ladies. achievement. Yeah, and it so, is. So inspiring for mm. ladies to upskill, do the extra masters. And as and you're on your we own. are, we're living longer, so there's time, mm. you know. And if, if you don't want... To do the career you're in now, then change paths. There's still time to have a gap year. Do it again. Mm. I'm up for a gap year. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'd like to say, ladies, thank you very much for having me, but also congratulations to you two. Oh, stop it. Talk about, you. you know, upgrading and look what you're doing. Like, this is a whole new career change for both of you, even though you've done radio, but uh, this is uh, oh, a little bit on air, not much, though. <laughs> yeah. But so, thank you. So well done, you guys. I'm very proud of both of you. Oh, oh love this love-in. Love it. Thank yeah. you, gorgeous girl. I know, so We're awesome. having so much fun. Yeah. It's been, uh, yeah. Yeah, learning vertical. Like yes. you were on. But all positive, Definitely. you know, yeah. all positive. Thank you. Luckily for me, I didn't have to go to university. No, <laughs> no, no, no. There's no way I would go back. Mm. No way. So that's it from us today. Don't forget you can follow us on Instagram at don'tgiver50 and email us at hello at don'tgiver50.com.au. And remember our gorgeous 50 issues. life is for living, don't give a 50 because we're all 50 and awesome regardless of age and living is an absolute privilege. And be careful eating chocolate brownies that your grandson has made <laughs> or your son has made. <laughs> Top tip. Bye, Lise. <laughs> Bye, gorgeous. See ya. Thanks, ladies. See ya. Bye. Bye.
I hope um, my voice is recording. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.